Welcome to Leaders in Conversation, a series of podcasts in which leaders share their inspirational leadership stories, their insights and experiences to help build confidence and courage in our leadership. In this episode, the first in the second series of Leaders in Conversation, I'm delighted to welcome back Scott Sherwood. Scott, I first met you when I was working with a group of senior leaders in the company where you worked as Vice President of Engineering. It was here that you shared your personal leadership story and your challenge of just running it, supported by your home team, your young daughter Sophie, your wife, family, friends and of course your work colleagues. I invited you to be a guest and had the pleasure of being in conversation with you and your young daughter in the very first series of Leaders in Conversation. Thank you for being back on Leaders in Conversation. I'm going to be asking you, Scott, about where you have got to in your Just Running It challenge and the challenges and and support that you've needed and the parallels between running and that of leading. I'm going to be asking you about how you and your daughter's motto, keep on going, we keep going, has helped you to do just that, in particular when you've had setbacks. I'll be asking you about the importance of celebrating small wins, of having the support of others as you go along, and the importance of having a healthy culture and how we can lead for that. Scott, let's begin with where have you got to in your Just Running It challenge? It's a great question, Annie. So the challenge itself was to run 365 10Ks, one every day for the year of 2021. And we managed to achieve that. So um, we, we successfully completed the challenge. But not only did we complete the challenge, we managed to run nearly 4,200 kilometres so I did quite a few extra miles along the way and except for two short days where um, I, I had to go in for some tests to hospital, I've managed to maintain the streak for 410 days thus far. So it's um, it's still going and we'll see how far we can get um, over 2022 as well. That's incredible, Scott. Well done. You began by saying we... Do you run with somebody else or do you run on your own? When I actually run, I, I tend to run on my own. Um, occasionally, um, at weekends, my daughter comes with me and she was a big part of the challenge. But for me, it's been a, an incredible team effort. My wife has had to put up with making sure I'm well looked after uh, throughout the week. My daughter has been a key part of the fundraising, as has the extended family. Also, even people like my work colleagues, I've had incredible support across a, a wide range of people. So even though the majority of the running was done on, on my own, it, it's been a massive team effort. Which is great and huge parallels between that and leadership and working in a team. What are some of the things that you've learned about team working from just running it? I think there's a lot. A lot of things, we used to have this motto, uh, which is great leaders are not born or made, they're chosen by the people they inspire. And the thing that I always wanted to do with, with everything that I've done in my life is to try and just encourage even one person to believe that they can be more than, than they ever thought. And not only has my challenge inspired a lot of people into to, to running, 
Um, least of all, my, my daughter, who's now got into running, but she prefers cycling. I think in the workplace, um, so many people constrain themselves or the careers are curtailed just because they don't dream big enough. And it's something that I've been able to, through running, show people that the effort that you put in, if, as long as you have it for over a sustained period of time, you can achieve anything you want. It's, it's much harder in my industry to see that. Uh, we're software engineers, and for the vast majority of the world, they don't really understand what we do. It's, it's a little bit magic. But with running, it's very visual. There are two things there, Scott, that really chime with me, and one of which is the belief of others in you, which you began by talking about around leaders being chosen by the people who follow them or with whom they engage and work with them. And there's something about the belief in you of others, but also our belief in others that I believe is very, very encouraging. I often say that I wouldn't be doing what I do, partner with leaders, if it hadn't been for others believing in me and particularly believing in me when perhaps I didn't believe in myself. So that self-belief being so important. And the other thing which you mentioned around dreaming big, you know, I think how wonderful that you had a, a big vision uh, that kept you going and a picture of what that looked like and how sometimes that is difficult to create that purpose, that big vision, particularly when people don't perhaps understand what we do like engineering, software engineering. But nevertheless, that big picture the why is so important, I think, to to our leadership and to leading together. Absolutely. It's given me a, a really good analogy for agile software development. It's a, a, a project management methodology, very um, popular in the software industry. And, and so many people have used traditional project management methods and tried to rebrand them. But with running... It is the ultimate agile um, approach to a problem. There are days where I took 10, 15 minutes longer than my personal best. And the analogy for me is when you have a team working on a problem, some weeks they will absolutely smash it. They'll be amazing and you'll get things as a business leader that will move you forward. And there'll be other weeks where they really, really struggle. And I think a lot of people strive in business for a level of consistency which is really really important but when you're innovating and you're building things that are new where there is huge uncertainty you need to accept that there's those ups and downs and and for me that it was really crazy I didn't expect it but when I was running the synergy with software development the challenges we have the good days the bad days and ultimately at the end achieving the goal um it's quite interesting to see how my work and my running life ended up kind of merging together. I really get that. And it has me in mind of a, a lovely quote that one of my colleagues, Emily Court, gave to me, which is, when you're not able to give certainty, give confidence. And there's something about leading and leading through the ups and downs, the good weeks, the bad weeks, having the confidence to know that we'll come through that 
even though there is a lot of uncertainty, all that we can give others is confidence when we're not able to give certainty. And what you've just said really puts me in mind of how important that is to, to keep on going despite the things that may come along our way. And you've had a few things come along your way, setbacks, Scott, in your running. Again, what have you learnt from that that's helped you in your leading? I think regardless of whether it's in the commercial world, whether it's in running, whatever it is you do in life, if you set your mind to something, just keep going. Keep your head down. You'll have bad days, you'll have good days. Um, First and foremost, look after yourself. Make sure you're healthy. And make sure you're both mentally and physically healthy. But then after that, just don't beat yourself up about things. Just keep going. When when things get hard, that's usually when when I started to think about about quitting. And it was only very early on. And eventually it got to the point where it was no longer about getting a specific time. Uh, it didn't matter if it took me all day or if I got a personal best. The goal was to complete the every one of those days and, and get that distance in and it can seem it can seem insignificant uh, it, people thought this was crazy after 300 days of running it can seem like an insignificant thing and you can start to beat yourself up if you're not doing the same times that you did before but reality is just getting to that point is, is almost unique when you're in the workplace. You've got to realise that where you are today may not be as good as where you are yesterday, but tomorrow is, could potentially be even better. Um, that, that was my biggest learning. And it gave me a lot of confidence as well. There's been tough times professionally and, and personally over the last year. It was really important for me to have running last year through a difficult period. It sounds like it's been a way in which you have taken care of yourself through keeping on going, through running, has helped you to look after yourself. And I think you mentioned about staying healthy in order to be able to run, but also staying healthy in order to lead and to create a healthy culture in which people can be their best, even though they may have days, bad days and good days. What are some of the the ways in which you have looked after your mental health and emotional health and physical health during the past six months, which you mentioned have not been easy professionally? We're all leading through a very particular time of uncertainty. Many of us working from home, not all of us, and now combining working from home with going back into working from the office. I think you make a good point. Um, The first few months, a lot of people appreciated working from home. They appreciated the the work-life balance. And from a commercial standpoint, as a business, we saw very, very little change in terms of productivity which was fantastic but I think over the last two years the thing that's really struck me is that that mental health piece I think the we we can underestimate how much isolation um, has how much it's impacted um, vast swathes of our community one of the toughest things for me is I'm 
I am someone who, who likes to get around our teams. I like to be involved. I like to be very visible with, with my engineers. And I like to spend time with everybody, getting to know them, getting to know their work. And there's only so many hours in the day when you've got to do that through a call. It's much harder to pick things up. So in some ways, we become slightly more more siloed or, or our social groups in the workspace become much smaller. And for our software engineers, this is something that is a particularly challenging thing anyway. We, we're not always the most sociable, but we love people. Um, and one of the hardest things as a software engineer is when you have a problem and you're on your own to solve it. That's why team and team working is so important in our industry. So when you make that remote, it, it, 90% of the time, it, it, it works really well. But that 10% of the time where we're not able to come together has been massive. And for me, running has actually tackled all of those challenges for me. The, the mental side of it, getting out into nature, switching off. And, and after I got through the first few months and it no longer hurts, <laughs> Um, you get into a very meditative state, so mentally running with a, a massive amount, and then physically, I I lost a lot of weight. Not that I was overweight, but I stopped drinking just because I thought it would help my running performance, um, and I've noticed huge physical benefits. It's a really good example, Scott, I think, of how connected our physical, mental, emotional, and spirit energy is and that how when we take care of one aspect of who we are another aspect of our energy is also greatly improved you've mentioned there the the impact of isolation and the importance of connection and how in the absence of that those casual encounters and the opportunities to share problems in the moment that the running has helped you by way of meditating and of helping you move through something. I'm struck by some of the choices you've made, uh, like not to drink um, and what impact that has had on you. I'd love to hear a bit more about that. Um. Initially, it was difficult. A lot of people thought I was crazy, particularly being from the west of Scotland. It's not the most common thing for people to do here. It, it was a little bit challenging initially, whilst friends and family got used to me going to football matches or, or, or parties and events. But over time, it became quite easy. Getting up on a, a Saturday morning, going out, spending a couple of hours running, is far more appealing to me than, than being hungover on a Saturday morning. I had one glass of wine at Christmas and to be honest I, I think I went off the taste of it so I, it's something that um, I probably won't really go back to um, it, it was a really strange experience I, I never really intended it to be two years um, it was initially just a, a start a year before us running and then the year of covid I decided I was going to try and do it for a whole year just to see if it was possible. And after I'd done it for a year and I'd set my mind on doing a year's running challenge, it became two years. And I, I like to I like to do things that are that are hard and require effort over a long period of time. You you mentioned the mental challenge. Mm. The thing that really appeals to me about running and particularly ultra running is the way the way the athletes talk about it. 
they very rarely say that it's a physical challenge, it's all a mental challenge. And I think in the corporate world, the vast majority of navigating and leading is, is really mental strength yeah. and finding a way of being resilient both for yourself and for your people. I really get that. And I very much think of resilience going along with confidence and that mental strength that you referred to, which also comes with vulnerability, uh, the strength to ask for help when we most need it, and, of course, the strength to accept help when it's offered to us uh, is so important. And I think that opportunity to grow our leadership through having a practice, which you have in your running um, and running in nature. So something else that occurred to me, Scott, while you were sharing what running is for you and how it's helped with your mental confidence and resilience is the importance of getting out into nature. And the nature of working from home is that many of us are sitting down for long periods of time, whereas you're getting up early every morning and getting out there running and running in nature has become part of your rhythm, part of your every day. What is it about getting into nature and what has nature given you? I think it gives you a new found sense of what is important in the world. Um, I think we can get quite caught up in, in a modern world which is really driven by consumer behaviour and I think in the workplace, it's a great thing when you're super passionate about what you do, but it really doesn't leave much time for you to reflect and and really create the vision path for yourself, for your people, for your organisation. So getting out into nature really allows me to, to switch off a little bit and, and, and start to reflect on much simpler things, the things that I think people have taken for granted for such a long time. My niece, she just turned 18, and she recommended a musical uh, to my wife and I um, called Tick, Tick, Boom, and it was written by Jonathan Larson, the original author of Rent. And, and, one, of, and one of the songs in it, he has a, a line, um, cages or wings, which do you prefer? Ask the birds. And, and for me... That song, I listened to that song in almost every run for maybe the last three or four months. And when you see birds flying around, they're, they're free, they're together, they find a way of achieving amazing feats, migrations. And, and I realised that if we really just look at nature and look at the wonderful things that come through nature, we can learn a lot. And, and I actually take a lot of that back to my to my leadership style, how do we empower people? How do we allow them to achieve great things by setting them free? Um, whereas I think I think organisational methodologies are about creating cages. Words like protect, holding people to account, these are words that are caging words in my opinion. But if you want people to take account, if you want to create environments where people can, can lift themselves up, and I think Maybe I've just got a little bit philosophical in my old age, but that's what I see when I go out running now and, and it really resonates again back to the in the workplace for me. That's really great, Scott. I particularly like that you do have a philosophy 
about leadership because one of the things I think about is as a leader, it's about developing as others as leaders. So having a philosophy of leadership, which you do, which is to create the conditions by the sound of it, which helps set people free to be creative, to be innovative, to to take account, to take responsibility. So you're giving them something which you're then enabling by the sound of it, enabling them to take. And what you're doing as a leader is providing the conditions and enabling culture in which people can fly freely but together. I often use the analogy, and Sophie, your daughter, will be more familiar with this with her love of cycling, I think, of how cyclists cycle in V formation, but also how you see birds, flocks of birds, sometimes flying in V formation. And what I understand and have read about this is that it's not always the same birds, the same cyclists at the front of that V formation, that people take it in turn. So we're flying together or cycling together. We're looking out for each other. We're bringing each other on. And when we get tired or weary, we're able to be helped along and somebody else to take the lead. And I love that analogy. And you're talking about um, the birds makes me think of that. And the importance of looking up, one of the things that I've been thinking about since the beginning of January is the importance for me of being able to see the horizon wherever I am. So you know from working with me that I'm a big fan of encouraging leaders to have paired conversations outside in nature if nature is there, but simply walking side by side, being outside, whatever the weather. And I've realized that for me, there's something about being able from my shed, which is my office, to see the horizon and how that reminds me to keep looking up. And that requirement for leaders to think strategically and to look up and to horizon scan at the same time to look within that self-awareness is really important and being aware of what's happening around us, the context is really important. And a really important part of that is the culture. And I'd love to hear you say more about how you help to lead a, a healthy culture a culture which does set people free and which they are enabled to take account, to take responsibility and are supported in doing that? I guess from a leadership standpoint, I lean heavily on Dan Pink's three pillars, autonomy, mastery and purpose. And I think it resonates really well in our industry, um, software engineers. We've never really had too many challenges in the workplace in terms of mass redundancies or no work. It's, it's a very high demand, low supply industry and always has been. As a group of, of skilled workers, the one thing that software engineers really look for above and beyond anything else is a sense of purpose. They need to feel that they're they are doing something significant uh, with their life and ideally for, for some bigger cause than themselves. And I think, again, that speaks to, to maybe my running challenge. 
we raised a significant amount of money for charity as well. And, and you tend to find a lot of people in our industry doing things similar to that. It also talks to their contribution to open source projects where they give their time and effort for no money to benefit the wider community, like you said, cyclists or, or birds. Then the autonomy, the autonomy for me is really about creating an environment where people have clear decision-making rights and ideally decision-making rights slightly beyond their experience level to help them grow. And if you can create those three things, people will flourish and they will do things that, that you never expected of them. But the one thing that you have to do in an environment like that is when they fall down, when they have a challenge, you have to take the flack. It has to be on you. It can never be on them. It always has to be your call. And when they succeed, it has to be their call and you have to raise them up, push them to the front of the peloton um, and make sure that they, they get the visibility. And I think too many leaders want to be at the front of the peloton and are very happy to, to avoid um, taking accountability themselves when things are going wrong. But that's ultimately how you grow people and you grow teams. Um, and it's the toughest part of leading. Um, but for me, that's the type of framework that I work with. And if, if you get those things right, the culture in your organisation will, will start to become self-sustaining. Um, you'll find other leaders do the same for their people um, all the way down the chain. And it's been an incredibly powerful framework. It's a great framework, I think, purpose, mastery and autonomy. And dreaming big which is something you spoke about at the beginning of our conversation today dreaming big having a sense of purpose creating a shared purpose that is above and beyond whilst linking with the everyday is so important back to the having that powerful why I do what I do in the everyday and the difference that I want to make the contribution that uh, I want to make as a leader. You mentioned, Scott, about fundraising. And I know last year you were fundraising for a children's ward at a hospital where your mum works uh, in Glasgow. Are you fundraising this year? I, hadn't, I didn't have any plans to fundraise this year, but what I am doing is I'm supporting a couple of other people who reached out uh, who have started their own 365-day challenge. So um, there's, a, there's a, a gentleman called Mike. He's raising money for the, the ambulance service uh, and specifically for mental health provision for the ambulance service because they've got an incredibly tough job. And a lot of people really think about the trauma and, and challenges that they face. Um, so I've, I've been speaking with him and trying to help promote some of his work. And, and, and there's others that I'm looking uh, to help kind of almost boost their fundraising rather than start my own. And it's, again, your analogy is great. It's, it's a little bit like being at the Peloton. Last year I got to ride at the front. This year it's, it's my turn to, to support um, the, the other riders. That's great. And you do other things to support giving of your time, I think, as well, Scott, don't you, by way of encouraging people into engineering yeah, so I've I've been I've been lucky enough to mentor and, and numerous um, 
software development programs. I also work very closely with a, a company called Upfront. Um, it's led by a, an incredible woman called Lauren Curry. Um, and that's about um, trying to empower uh, young women into senior business positions, building confidence, um, understanding business strategy, and just really feeling like like they belong at the top table. Because I think for so long, that's the confidence aspect is what's held people in general back. But that's certainly her mission and purpose to try and make sure young women will overcome some of those challenges and with a young daughter. That's, that's quite close to my heart as well. And is that what she wants to do, your young daughter, Sophie? Does she know what she dreaming big about? It's, at the moment, Sophie is uh, so still finding her way. She's experimenting with a lot of different things. She's inspired by people like Lauren um, and, and our business partner, uh, our old business partner. Um, they were both service designers, so she, she loves design. She gets to do design at school. Um, she's been speaking about going into architecture. She likes teaching. She, she reads um, like, like nobody I've ever met, adult or child. Um, so she likes the idea of being an author or an illustrator. So at the moment, it's a wide range of things she's looking at. And, and I'm very encouraging because I think the more she understands and looks at, the more likely she has to find her true passion when she's older. Um, and master it as well. It sounds like she'll have mastery in a number of different things, Scott, as well as autonomy and hopefully gets to, to lead in the way that you're role modelling leadership. What, when you were growing up, what was your dream, Scott? I don't think I've ever asked you, what did you dream big about when you were a young lad, Sophie's age of eight years old or thereabouts? So this is a, it's a strange one. My, my dream was to go to university and it was, uh, nobody in my family had gone. My dad uh, had made a, a comment when I was born to the nurse and he, and he always maintained that the, the day I was born, I said to the nurse, my son's going to go to Glasgow University. And uh, that was almost, it became an ambition. It became something that, that kind of grew in me and it, it was really super important and it was definitely driven by, by my family. And it was all about education. It, was, it really speaks to that mastery piece. But I was very lucky not only to, to go to university and graduate. Um, I went on to do a postgraduate and ended up teaching there as well. So so from that point onwards, everything was, um, everything was up in the air. And I had to find a new dream back then. But that was my, my, my early dream. Um, as a kid which you achieved and no doubt celebrated going being the first in your family to go to university and the importance of education and your commitment to education to mentoring coaching leading others creating as we've already talked about that environment in which others can learn and grow and be themselves become more of themselves with that sense of purpose mastery and autonomy Scott, as we come to the end of our conversation, what three things do you think it's most important for people looking to grow their leadership, in particular their confidence and their re resilience, to take care of, to pay attention to, from all the things that you've shared with us today? The biggest one for me is, is understand who you are and what you believe and don't ever compromise on it. 
Um, I think there's periods in your life where your belief system and and what you stand for, you have to be adaptable um, and you have to fit in to, to be a successful member of a team. But don't ever stretch them so far that you no longer feel that you stand for, for what you believe in. That's number one. Number two is, is, is really think bigger than you, you ever think is possible because it can be quite surprising how possible things are. For me, university was a pipe dream. Um, the type of position I hold today was just, I don't think it would ever have been on the cards as, as even I thought. And where potentially I want to go in the future, who knows? Um, I think aim, aim higher than you've, you've ever thought possible because, and just accept if you don't get there. Accept it, don't don't beat yourself up about it. You've got a whole lifetime to live. Just keep going, try your best, work hard, be consistent. And it, and it speaks to my running as well. Um, if you come up with crazy challenges, you'll get them done eventually. You might fail the first time, you might fail the second time, but you'll get them done. And the third one is don't ever forget where you came from and treat everybody the way you want to be treated yourself, irrespective of their position. Um, I think we can quite quickly forget the challenges and struggles that we've gone through as individuals and be overly critical of others who are going through their journey. Um, And I think we really have to we have to make sure we're always putting ourselves in the other people's um, shoes. So that empathy is, is super important. So they would be my three things. They're three great things. Scott, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your insights, and for encouraging us all to keep going and what to pay attention to. To find out more about Scott and his Just Running It Challenge, do follow him on Instagram, Scott C. Sherwood. To listen to other Leaders in Conversation, do go to my website, annietownend.com. If you would like to be a Leader in Conversation, please get in touch via my website. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening and thank you, Scott. Thank you, Annie.